Welcome to the Rock Creek Family Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Jonathan, and thank you so much for joining us today. We know that uh, there's so many other things going on, so many other things you could be listening to right now, but you have decided to listen to what God has in store for you on this podcast. So we just pray and ask that God would bless you in this sermon Thank you again for joining us. Don't forget, you are part of the Rock Creek Family Church family. Hey everybody, happy St. Patrick's Day to you and happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to our midweek Bible study. I'm Pastor Jesse for Rock Creek Family Church, hoping that you are doing well today. If you have your Bible, let's go ahead and jump on into it. John chapter 14, verse 26 where we have been talking about the influence of the Holy Spirit. And all of this is coming off of springboarding off of this Bible study about learning how to handle yourself as as a, a group of men and women called the body of Christ, that we the way we should handle ourselves, <clears throat> the way that we should uh, uh, apply God's principles to our life and live the way He wants us to live. And no matter how crazy the world is or has ever been, God always has a group of people that's willing to do that. And I hope that you are part of that group of people. I hope that you genuinely just want to see God move in your life and you just want to follow his will, his word, and his way as best as we possibly can. Well, the good news is, is God gives us help to do that. He knows that we need help with this. This is what we've talked about over the last few weeks. He knows we need help to follow his his commands. We know we need help uh, in times of weakness. We know that we need help to, to really walk the will of God out, that this is not a natural thing. This is a supernatural thing. And I'm so thankful that he has given us help and not just given us help like a handout. He's given us help in the power of the Holy Spirit. Yes, the same Holy Spirit, the Bible says, that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you and dwells in me. And he's raising us up on a daily basis. He's working in our in our life. He's he's working in us. He's he's leading us. He's guiding us. He's doing amazing things in us. He will not leave you. He will not forsake you. He is ever a present help whenever you need it. And that's what we're talking about tonight. The Holy Spirit's influence. And it's the sixth influence that we have been in succession talking about. And it is the influence of how the Holy Spirit encourages us. And that encouragement leads to strength. So in essence, you could say the Holy Spirit strengthens us. And he does so by encouraging us or placing courage in us whenever we need it. You know, I have a prayer over my my two boys that I pray every single day. And that is God, give them the wisdom, the godly wisdom to know what decisions to make, to do the right thing at the right time for the right reason, to, to live in a way where they make these right choices. And then Lord, give them the courage that they need to stand in those right choices and in those right decisions. And I pray that for you as well. Hey, I pray that over my own life. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should pray that over your life. Maybe you should say, God, give me the wisdom to make the right choices today. And then give me courage to stand in those right choices. Because sometimes it's hard to stand. Sometimes doing the right thing 
is oftentimes the hard thing, but this is where the Holy Spirit comes in to keep us on track, to give us strength, to encourage us, to pour courage into us, and to, to not just give us a hand out or even a hand up, but to be the hand of God inside of us as we are the hands and the feet of God to this world. All right, well, that, that's enough of an intro. Let's get ready. I'm excited. Let's dive on into this. John 14, 26. As you're turning there, getting your, your notepad, your paper, your pen, whatever it is that you're getting to take some notes maybe, or as you're just getting settled, uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer, asking his blessing on this. Father God, we love you and we thank you. God, we recognize just how much we are blessed by you. And one of those tremendous blessings that often we overlook is the fact that your Holy Spirit is with us. Thank you for giving us a helper, a comforter, a spirit of truth. Thank you for allowing us to walk under the influence of the Holy Spirit. Thank you Thank you for giving us the strength we need. Thank you for not leaving us or forsaking us. Thank you, God. And I pray that you would pour encouragement into those tonight that need it. Pour healing and health and strength into those this evening that need this. I pray, Lord, that everything that is said would be covered by your grace. Lord, let me not lead anyone astray by saying anything, uh, any wrong thing, Lord, but just cover my words by your grace that I may lead them to, to you who is really and truly what we need. It's, it's, not, it's not my words. It's your power. It's your spirit. You're the one that can move and change and heal and bless. And you're the one that, that uh, we need so, so dearly in this time. So I pray, God, all of this would go for the glory of your name. And we pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Good to see you, at least maybe through Facebook Live. Good to have you. Thank you for joining in. I appreciate so very much you coming and being a part of our Rock Creek family. I appreciate it so very much. Thank you for for uh, consistently uh, being um, being a watcher of this, and we hope that one day when everything lifts and restrictions, you can come on out and be a part of the live services as well. Um, so again, thank you very, very much. And if you're new, maybe this is the first time you've watched one of these videos, welcome. Welcome to Rock Creek Family Church. Welcome to uh, what we call the family of God. Welcome to uh, just being a part of what God wants to do and be, and hopefully, as we all grow closer together, and mostly we grow closer to the Lord. That's the main thing, right? That we all grow closer to the Lord and we all grow closer together as well. So welcome. Thank you for joining. Thank you for being here. Let's dive into this. This is an exciting, exciting Bible study. John 14, 26. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things. He will bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Now we take this uh, in the, inside the context of, again, Jesus teaching his disciples about the Holy Spirit. And it's important that he's doing so at a time in which he, at the time in which he's doing it, because he is about to go to the garden, <clears throat> and then from there the betrayal will happen. He'll then go to trial. He'll then go to stand before Pilate. He'll then go to be um, go to the scourging post, and then he will then go to the cross, of course, 
and then after that to the resur to the to the borrowed tomb of Joseph of Arimathea's borrowed tomb, and then he will three days later rise again, and then uh, he will take about forty days, and he'll he'll be among his people, teaching them, showing himself. What the Bible says by many infallible proofs that he has risen from the dead, and then. Uh, he will ascend into heaven, but before all of that, he gets his disciples ready here in this moment, and really over the next um, weeks, of last few weeks of his life, he, he wants to make sure that the disciples know that even though Jesus is going through this process and will eventually go to, be, to ascend and sit at the right hand of the Father, that he's not going to leave them. And that he knows that the calling that's on their life is going to be very, very uh, difficult to do in the flesh. That it can't be done uh, in a natural way. It has to be done in a supernatural way. Jesus himself said he will build the church, not we will build the church. Now he uses us, thankfully so, and humbly so. He uses us. But this whole process of using us and building the church and doing all of this, he wants to make sure his disciples know that this is going to be done by the power of the Holy Spirit that he's going to give, he's going to send to his disciples, which happened on Acts chapter 2 in that initial uh, birthing of the church. Um, but, but here he's teaching his disciples that, hey, I'm going to go through all this, and you may even be confused about a lot of this, but just hang with me, just, just, just hold on in faith, and I'll promise you, after you see it all come to pass and the Holy Spirit begins moving in your life, you'll make sense of all of it. Actually, the Holy Spirit will help you make sense of all of this. So I'm so thankful we have a Holy Spirit that helps us make sense of all of this because you can't discern what is happening in the spiritual realm in a spiritual sense, in spiritual life, in spiritual ways. You can't discern that by the natural man. And Jesus knows that. That's why he's given us the Holy Spirit. He's given us the Holy Spirit. It gives, it influences our life in many ways. I don't have time to go back through all of that. But in this case, he gives us a, a glimpse into what the Holy Spirit is going to be doing in our life. As he teaches his disciples, he says, the Holy Spirit is going to do something in your life. And he's going to do so. He actually is going to do uh, he's going to strengthen you and encourage you. And we read here in the 26th verse, we read that there are three things, three ways that he is going to encourage you. And first of all, he says a helper. He calls him a helper. That's kind of one of his names. He's called the Spirit of Truth. He's called the Holy Spirit. In King James language, he's called the Holy Ghost. Um, but in this, he calls him the helper. And then he also says this helper will teach you and this helper will, will help you to remember the things that Jesus has taught you in the past or things that he said to you. So we take these three things, the fact that he's a helper, the, the fact that he's a teacher, and the fact that he's going to help remember. And these are three ways that the Holy Spirit is going to encourage you and continue to pour courage out into your life into your heart so that you can walk according to the Spirit and not according to the flesh. All right. So three ways the Holy Spirit strengthens you by being a helper, by being a teacher, by helping you to remember. Oh, we could certainly use all three of those. I know I could, right? And I know you could as well. So let's dive into those three things. 
Don't want to take real long tonight. I know that watching a video for a long time is kind of hard. So let's see if we can go through this uh, as quickly as possible. But yet I want to make sure that you get it. I want to make sure that you understand this as best as we can, right? Uh, but I do welcome you out. We can go deeper and go longer a little bit there at our live Bible study Wednesday nights at 630. So. So, okay, number one, here we go. He is our helper. Jesus calls him a helper. It's one of his names. It's one of the facets about him and the characteristics about him that he comes along to us to help us. Jesus sends him to us to help us. And that word help in the original language, in the Greek, in the original translation there, the Greek means is parakletos, parakletos. And in essence, it means comforter. It's really two, this is one word broken down into two words, uh, para meaning beside, and kletos or kelio meaning to call. So you put that together, he is someone who is called to be by your side, right? He's called to one side, and he's it's under the understanding that as he's called to be by your side, it is for the reason of intercession it's the reason to comfort, for the reason to help, and to be an advocate, to, to even be a counselor. And so that those are the, the ways that Jesus says he's a helper, and he's called to come and be beside you. He's called to come to pick you up and guide you and lead you and help you. He's called to come be your comforter and your advocate and your intercessor, and be a counselor for you whenever you need that. Um, it I want to speak about those a few things of, of how he helps us, how he's a helper. And there's three scriptures in particular. We could go more, but, but I just want to pull out three scriptures in particular that teach us how the Holy Spirit helps us, how he comes along beside us and encourages us and strengthens us, picks us up when we need picking up and, and those kind of things. So the very first one I want to uh, read about, very first scripture I want to read about is Romans chapter 8, verse 26 and 27. Verses 26 and 27 of Romans chapter 8. It teaches us how he is going to help us, um, and it does so by helping us pray in, 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 as an intercessor. So that's what we're going to talk about, right? So here we go. Likewise, the Spirit also helps us in our weaknesses, for we do not know what we should pray. For as we ought. But the Spirit Himself makes intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. Now he who searches the hearts knows what the mind of the Spirit is, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. That's really powerful and really important because all of us want to do the will of God. If you're watching this video, I will guarantee that there is a big part of you that says, I want to do the will of God. I want to know the will of God for my life. I want to do the will of God. I want the will of God to be done in my life. I want to be in alignment with that. Well, the Holy Spirit helps you with that. He helps align you with that. And he does so by praying for you, by interceding, by praying when you're too weak or don't know how to pray or what to pray or what to say, when you're at a loss for words, when you don't know what to do or how to do it, to be in the will of God, then this is where the Holy Spirit says, I'll take over. 
I'll pray for you. I'll intercede. I'll be that bridge. I'll bridge that gap between where you, where you feel frustrated because you're not really sure how all of this is going to work out and you're not even really sure what to ask for or how even to ask for it. I'll bridge that gap, Holy Spirit says, and I will intercede for you. I will be an advocate for you and I will call your name out and, and your heart's desire out and I will make sure that the will of God can come and be in your life and I'll align your life up with the will of God. Now there's some obedience certainly that comes after that, but the, the initiative of getting this done, thankfully, is done so with the power of the Holy Spirit. Bible says that he helps us in our weaknesses. Oh, I don't know about you, but I'm just going to be honest with you. I've got weaknesses. I've got things in my life that, that I need strength in and I need help in. I've got sins in my life that I that in my own flesh I cannot overcome. It must be overcome by the power of the Holy Spirit. It must be washed in the blood of the Lamb. It must be done in a spiritual way. It must be done God's way or else it's not going to get done. So we give God praise that one of the ways he helps us is by praying for us, by interceding for us, by seeing us in our weakness and still reaching out a hand to grab us and reaching up a hand to grab the, the hand of our Heavenly Father. And he pulls us together and he brings us into the alignment of the will of God. How awesome is that? Uh, the second thing that he does to help us is found in John chapter 15, verse 26. And we're going to read through chapter 16, verse 1. It's not that long. It's really just a couple of verses. It's the end of one chapter, the beginning of the next. So John 15, 26. But when the Helper comes, whom I shall send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who proceeds from the Father, he will testify of me, and you also will bear witness, because you have been with me from the beginning. Verse Chapter 16, verse 1 says, These things I have spoken to you, that you should not be made to stumble. And that word stumble means to ensnare or entrap, which holds you down, trips you up. That the enemy a lot of times will try to ensnare you and trap you, trip you up, get you to stumble, get you to fall, get you to get off track. And sometimes it's little by little. Actually, a lot of times it's little by little. Where you have this fire that you once had for God, all of a sudden you find yourself not as passionate, not as on fire for God, making some wrong choices, doing some things in your life that 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 really are not godly and you, you begin to if you're not careful, begin to stray away from what the will of God is for your life. And the Holy Spirit says, but but he is the spirit of truth that will see you in that moment and will begin speaking truth to you to let you know, don't do that, to call you back and to invite you back into his presence, to, to reach out to you when you are when you have stumbled and you have fallen. Not only that, but he also helps you not to fall. He gives you these nudges and he gives you these these thoughts and these desires in your heart that are holy and that are good, that, that these desires are what God wants for you. Now, we don't always, unfortunately, go with that desire because our heart's desire sometimes is, is an objective, is objecting to that and going the other direction. 
Um, but the Holy Spirit will continue to work in our life and work in our heart and pull us back so that we won't stumble. In fact, that word stumble could also mean that you do not conduct yourself properly. The Holy Spirit will help you and strengthen you to help you encourage you and encourage you so that you can conduct yourself, your life, your, your decisions, what you do, how you do it, your integrity can help you conduct your life in a way where you're doing so by walking after the leading of the Holy Spirit, which is the will of God for your life. One more, another way he helps us <clears throat> is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. Now obviously we could go more, but these are three biggies and I want you to get them. So he prays for us, he intercedes for us. He also keeps us from stumbling by by leading us and helping, this is what Paul called walking with the Spirit, by leading us to in a way where we conduct our life in a righteous manner, in a way which pleases God, to, to, love, to, to, to love mercy and justice and to walk humbly with God, right? Um, so the, the last one is Acts chapter 1 verse 8. But you shall receive power, Everybody say power. What a, what a wonderful, wonderful promise. When the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Power in the Greek is dunamis. It means a force. That there is something, there's this interaction that comes between you and God himself through the power of the Holy Spirit. And, and God becomes a force in your life. And that force moves you in the direction God wants you to. That, that force moves you in a way where you're not being uh, moved by anything in the natural. You're being moved by his spirit. You're being moved by the, by the power of the Holy Spirit. It causes a moving. It, um, it's, it's a baptism. It's a flow. It's something that, that God uses his people to, to pour into them so that they, they feel that force on them, but they also then become part of that force in the interaction and that, the, that force flows in them and then through them out into the world around them. That happened in Acts chapter 2. As the Holy Spirit poured into them, it began to flood all around to where 3,000 souls got saved that day because of that mighty move of God. This phrase, move of God, is, is force in the Greek and force coming from the power of the Holy Spirit and pouring into you in, in a way in which you can both feel the force of God and also be in that flow of the force of God so that you're not making decisions based on just simply the force of the world and the pressure of the world. You, you know that greater is he who's in you than he who's in the world. And so therefore you can stand when you need to stand and have courage when you need to have courage. And you can do what he's called you to do because he's given you the force to do so. I found a pretty cool definition online. I, I found a, a online site that said, it's called physicsclassroom.com. It's an education site. And when I was looking for this force definition, um, it had a really neat definition I want to share with you. So the definition to force, according to physicsclassroom.com, says this, a push or a pull on an object, 
resulting from the object's interaction with another object. That's awesome because that's really what happens. Uh, even though this is kind of more of a scientific basis of definition, that, that really the heart of it is the same where God says, I want to push you or pull you in the right direction. I want to nudge you. I want to pull you. I want to show you. I want to, I want to kind of guide you. I want to whatever I have to do. But it's coming through this interaction uh, with God through the Holy Spirit. You read on. Whenever there is an interaction between the two objects, there is a force upon each of the objects. When the interaction ceases, the two objects no longer experience the force, which basically means this. Force exists as a result of an interaction. That's awesome. That, that's really neat to apply this to this situation spiritually as well, that the force happens when there is an interaction with the Holy Spirit. So that's why you learn to pray in the Spirit, the, the Gospel says, or I'm sorry, the, the, the Bible say, pray in the Spirit, right? To pray in the Spirit, to, to allow His force to, to lead you into prayer, to know what to pray, to know how to pray, to, to, to be driven by spiritually what's going on through the power of the Holy Spirit. So the first thing He does to encourage us is He helps us. He helps us. Um, in, in these three ways. Um, the second thing he does to encourage us is that he teaches us. That's what Jesus said, John 14, 26. He's the helper and he will teach you all things. Um, I, I've had a few really good teachers in my life and I can still remember some of the things that they've taught because it they made me understand. So basically the Holy Spirit wants you to get it, right? Um, you, you know, there are times whenever maybe the teacher taught some stuff and you're like, I don't get it, but I'm going to act like I do, right? That happens in church a lot too. There's a lot of people, they're like, I don't really get it, but I'm going to act like I do. The Holy Spirit helps us to really get it, to really understand it. Let me, let me read to you 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 11 through 13. For what man knows the things of man except the spirit of the man which is in him? Even so, no one knows the things of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. These things we also speak, not in words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Spirit teaches." Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. I want to read this again to you out of the Passion Translation. Maybe it'll help you uh, with the, the verbiage and the language just a little bit better. The Passion Translation of the same passage of Scripture says, After all, who can really see into a person's heart and know his hidden impulses except for that person's spirit? Well, so it is with God. His thoughts and his secrets are only full, fully understood by His Spirit, the Spirit of God. For we did not receive the Spirit of this world system, but the Spirit of God, so that we might come to understand and experience all that grace has lavished upon us. And we articulate these realities with the words imparted to us by the Spirit and not with the words taught by human wisdom. 
we join together spirit-revealed truths which with spirit-revealed words. That's a pretty neat translation. I, I like that. I like how it tells us that, that to know the heart of God, you got to have the spirit of God. It said, who knows your heart except for what's deep inside of you, your spirit, right? And the spirit man knows what's really going on deep inside of you. Well, so it is with God. He says, God, well, who knows the heart of God? What's really the, the desire of God, the, the will of God? Who knows that depth of God? No one but the Holy Spirit. But the good news is, is that Holy Spirit has come to teach us those things of God that he wants us to know. You know what? There are things that God wants you to know about him and to know about his will. And to make sure that you can get it, he's given you this teacher called the Holy Spirit that leads and teaches and helps you. And he keeps working in you, in your mind, in your heart, in, in things that go on around you, in your situations. He's working all the time for this main thing, to help you get it right? He wants one day for God to look at you and say, he gets it or she gets it, right? Why, why is that important? Because, well, you've, you've heard this old saying probably a thousand times, knowledge is power. Well, I'm going to go one step further and I'm going to say understanding is power. Uh, in today's world, we can get lots of knowledge. I mean, th how many times have you sat down to read an instruction manual and you got some knowledge out of it, but you didn't really totally understand it. Well, that even happens with the Holy Word of God, that a lot of times we can read it and we get some knowledge out of it, but it's not just about knowing some facts. It's about knowing the heart of God and understanding why and what and how. He helps us by teaching us. And that word teach means to impart instruction to keep working with us, explaining and expounding things until a, a, a understanding is instilled. That's what the Holy Spirit wants to do. He wants to teach us in that manner, in that way. We'll read to you one more passage of scripture about that, found in John 16, verses 20, 12 and 13. John 16, 12 and 13. Jesus says to his disciples, which is still in this context of teaching the disciples about the Holy Spirit. Jesus says, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. He leads you through these things by teaching you and guiding you and helping you out with this, by, by helping you out to, to understand. Now, you're not going to totally, thousand percent understand everything, but the very things that God wants you to understand, to encourage you and strengthen you and help you, the Holy Spirit will make sure that you get it. So spend time with the Holy Spirit. Spend time listening to Him. When you read the Word of God, ask the Holy Spirit to to help you hear what is not just on the pages, but what's, what's behind it, what's the spirit behind that passage of scripture. If the Holy Spirit, we believe, divinely inspired this word of God to be written, then we need to read it in a way where we are divinely inspired as well. So he helps us, he encourages us by helping us. 
He encourages us by teaching us. And the last thing is he encourages us by helping us to remember. Oh, I could use that on a daily basis. I don't know about you, but I got the hereafter disease, something bad sometimes. You know what the hereafter disease is. When you walk into a room, you get up from your chair, or your desk, whatever, and you walk into the room, the next room, and you, when you walk in there, you get about a third of the way into the room, and all of a sudden you go, what was I here after? That's the hereafter disease. Then you go back, walk back into the other room, and then, oh, oh yeah, I remember. So then you got to turn around and walk back the other way, and hey, at least you get your steps in for the day anyways, right? Well, we all could use help in the remembering department. Um, and this is not really necessarily talking about uh, remembering someone's name, right? Or, or something like that. What he's talking about is helping you to remember, to call to your mind that Christ is with you, that God is with you, that the Holy Spirit is with you, that, that he's working in you, that he's He's taught you things in the past. He's brought you through things, and you need to remember that. You need to remember what the Word of God says about certain things. Now, the Bible is a big book. Well, big group of a lot of books, right? Um, it's got a lot of information in it, a lot of principles in it, a lot of promises in it, a lot of good stuff in there. And We can't remember all of that in our own ability, but the Holy Spirit helps us to remember it by bringing that scripture to life when it's needed. When I think about remembering, I think about the Lord's Supper. And I think about what Jesus said as he took the cup and he said, this is the new covenant, the cup of the new covenant, which is my blood and I'm pouring it out for you. Take it and drink it. And then he says, and here's, he takes the bread and he breaks it. And he says, this is like my body and how I'm about to be broken for you. And he says, take, eat and remember. Now, why did he tell his disciples to remember? Well, part of it is, yes, to continue that that Lord's Supper and continue doing that, but why continue doing it? What's the whole point? The whole point is so that you remember what Jesus did for you. That's important, especially knowing what you're going through at times, what the world's going through at times, the stress, the burdens, the frustrations, the troubles, the good, the bad, and everything in between. All these things that you're going through, whenever you are feeling down and needing encouragement, this is where you remember that if Jesus died for you, if God gave his only begotten son for you, if he loves you that much, will he really withhold another blessing that you need? Will he really hold back something that you need to get through this tough time in your life? Absolutely not. If he did it through if he did what he did through Jesus Christ for you because he loves you, then you need to remember what God did through Christ, what Jesus did for you. You need to remember. Another side of that is is the disciples needed to remember sometimes who Jesus was and and how many times he did incredible things and miraculous things. They needed to remember as they're going on this new journey and walking on this new journey of building the church. It's going to, they were going to go through struggles. It was going to be hard. But as they faced a struggle, they would remember how Jesus could do incredible things and how Jesus could, could show up and heal someone who was in struggles and issues.
how, what, how, what Jesus would do to handle certain things. And he, and the Holy Spirit helps you to remember. He helped the disciples remember that. He helps you to remember some of those same things as well. He also says um, in that same setting of the Lord's Supper, after he did the supper, he also washed the feet of the disciples. When he washed the feet of the disciples, Peter tries to stop him and he looks up, Jesus looks up at Peter and says, hey, you don't understand this now, but you will in the days to come, which means, hey, you don't really get what I'm doing now, but the Holy Spirit will cause it to come to remembrance very soon. And how Peter understood later that, wow, Jesus washed me and made me clean so that I could be used by him. And now I remember I remember what Jesus has done for me, so therefore I can be encouraged to keep living for him. I'm reminded of, of an Old Testament example. And that Old Testament example is when David is facing Goliath. He is staring at this giant. And what does David do to encourage himself in the Lord? He says, I remember. I remember when I faced a bear. I remember when I faced a lion. And Jesus, or God showed up then. And if God showed up to help me then, he'll help me now. Goliath, you're about to go down. You're about to fall because I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord our God. So you never know what a person has had to go through to get to where they are. But by the grace of God, they don't always look like what they've gone through. Amen. <laughs> But by the power of the blood of Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit, he keeps moving us in and through and toward the presence of God, the will of God, the glory of God to work in us his will on a daily basis. Aren't you glad that the Holy Spirit comes to help us? He comes to teach us and he comes to help us to remember book of Revelation says, and they overcame the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. I bet you've got a testimony too. I bet you can look back over your life and see where God has done amazing things. And I want to tell you this, he'll do it again because that's who he is. Heavenly Father, we love you. We thank you. Thank you for your goodness. Thank you for helping us. Thank you for teaching us. Thank you for causing us to remember your goodness, your faithfulness. Lord, I, I pray, God, that you would encourage everyone in the sound of my voice that needs it. Holy Spirit, come and move and breathe encouragement into them. Breathe courage into them. Strengthen them, Lord, to rise up and be the man of God, the woman of God that you've called them to be. God, I just thank you for what you've done Thank you for who you are, and I thank you for what you're going to do. And it's in the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. We love you. Thank you for being a part of this Bible study. We pray God's blessings on you and yours. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening to the Rock Creek Family Church Podcast. I'm Pastor Jonathan again, and we are so thankful and grateful for you to be here and join us. We ask that you would make sure that you subscribe so that you can catch other podcasts as they come out. Also, if you would rate it and comment, let us know how God has blessed you through this podcast. We love you. We thank you. Have
have a blessed day.